Hello, friends. <laughs> Welcome to the Let It Fly podcast. Didn't think you were going to start off like that. Well, it's Masters Week, baby. It is. It's Masters Week. So this is our Masters podcast. This is Jesse Cornelson. With me is Travis Reed. And also we have a, a guest that might pipe in here and here and there. No? He says no? Well, Smitty's on here, too, if, if he ever decides he wants to say anything to the world. Um, but... Uh, yeah, Masters Week starts tomorrow, um, so let's just start out with um, you know some some good numbers uh, as far as bets, props, anything that you like. What what jumps off the page at you right now, Travis? Um, well, I mean, I have four bets in to win. Uh, I know a lot of people do the top five, top ten. I usually kind of strictly go with just to win. Yeah, you, you win far fewer percentage of the time obviously right. but the payouts are much larger um so that's yeah. that's the good way to gamble for me um i'll just go with my card that i have so far i have kuchar at 45 to 1 uh stenson at 80 to 1 and then a couple long shots keegan at 150 to 1 and zach johnson at 200 to 1 okay i do like uh i do like kuchar i bet it earlier than you did um, I think I bet I bet on mine last week on the third. Um, I got Kucher forty to one on the same site, so his number. I, I wish I would have got it at forty five, but I have um, several. I have three, six. I have nine golfers, and I did the exact same thing. I bet nine different guys to win anywhere between eight dollars to fifteen dollars um, with pretty big rewards. Uh, I'll go through mine. I got Spieth at twenty to one. I got um, Jimmy Walker at two hundred to one. Hao Tong Lee at a hundred to one. Um, Kevin Kisner at sixty six to one. I like that one. Um, that was one of my bigger bets. Uh, Tony Finau at forty to one. Kucher at forty to one. Fleetwood at twenty two to one. And Molinari at twenty to one. Oh, I also have uh, Kiradek. Avi Bonrock at 150 to one. All right, so you got so, your card a little all over the place. Yeah, I do. I like I said, anywhere between eight dollars to fifteen dollars. I, I risked, um, you know, 126 dollars on on just nine guys and just spread it out a little bit. Um, obviously, because of that, I, I hope Jimmy Walker wins. I have eight dollars on him to win sixteen hundred. So that's, that's a good payout. That, yeah. would, that would be pretty I good. Mean, yeah, if I could pick one guy to win, it's going to be my two hundred to one <laughs> payout. So yeah, yeah, I'll take that guy. Yeah, um, there's there's a lot of guys like I feel like are way way overpriced. Um, you know, Rory's now well, I he dropped a little bit last week. He was at seven to one. He's now eight. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you're trying to beat the field of you know ninety of the top you know, of the top golfers in the world. Now there are a few amateurs in there. So let's figure if you throw out, you know, 15 of those guys that just really don't have a chance to win, you're still picking one guy over 75 and you're only getting seven to one odds on it. Yeah. Uh, I actually saw a prop. It was minus 450 that it's anybody besides DJ or Rory. Right. I'm like, that's, that's a good value. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that happens way more often than, I don't, especially at this tournament, um, the idea that you know the favorites are just going to waltz in here and just run away with it, um, I think that, that's crazy. Uh, with all the, I mean, you can just go down the list of some of the names that are at like fifty to one, um, like Phil Mickelson. Right. Like, I mean, yeah, he's not playing well right now, not in great form, but he's won this tournament. Like he knows how yeah. to play this golf course. Um, yeah, the, the field is just so stacked. Yeah, um, you know, Bubba Watson at thirty-five to one. Yeah, you can just go like thirty or forty guys deep, and you can pick out any name and go, "Yeah, that guy can actually win this tournament." Right. So, um, yeah, I agree. The top end of the of the futures board just not a whole lot of value there. If you like some of those guys, probably just take them in matchups. Um, right. You can even do tournament long matchups. You don't have to do you know round matchups. So you can just take you know Rory over Tiger or right. Day or Fowler or whoever. I, paired up against. I just like. I mean, I love this tournament. It's my favorite golf tournament. It's the, uh, you know, with all the the histories and traditions and all that. And some of it's kind of, I don't know. I, I'm not gonna say outdated because I 
I feel like tradition should never be outdated, but some of it just feels kind of stuffy, if you would. Yeah. You know, just like some, just, and and to me, like kind of like if you watch that, and I didn't watch it, but I appreciate the fact that they had the women's golf amateur championship there this past week. And here's the thing. They called it like this groundbreaking event. Well, you know, it wasn't really groundbreaking for anybody but them. Like, yeah. that's how stuffy this place is. Yeah. So, you know. Most I mean, places around the country, women are allowed to play golf. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, it was cool. And, and the women obviously loved it. And, and it was a good, for by all accounts, like I said, I didn't really watch it. But, you know, it was a, it was fun to, to watch it. But, you know, I, I don't know. There's some of it that I like and don't like. Actually, I'll just go. Let's. Why don't you tell me your favorite tradition about the Masters and your least favorite? Well, I mean, I don't know. I think the reason I like the Masters the most is because it is the same course every year. Yeah, I do like um, it Whereas, like, the U.S. Open, the PG, all the other ones, they move around. So you kind of have to, yeah, you might recognize them, but you kind of have to relearn them the week of. Right. Like, in this one... Like, I don't have it all memorized or anything, but once they start playing, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, yep, okay, yep, okay, that yeah. creek there, yeah, okay, I remember that. Oh, that's where Tiger hit that shot. Right. Oh, that's where that shot, yeah, you just kind of, you, you have the course kind of memorized because you see it year in, year out, so I think that's probably the coolest part. Um, as far as the tradition that I don't like, I mean, I don't see why the caddies have to wear, like, painters. Yeah, uniforms. that is ridiculous. It's so stupid looking. <laughs> so ridiculous. You know how hot those things yeah. have to be. Let's go in southern Georgia and just <laughs> put on some <laughs> sweltering heavies. heat. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember the the Masters? I think Tiger won it, and uh, Stevie was still his caddy, and he went shirtless underneath. Yeah. And he was like unbuttoned down to his <laughs> belly button. <laughs> he just, just hanging let... out like you see some nipple here and there. <laughs> Got chest hair flowing. Yeah, that was a baller move by yeah, him. He he went Hasselhoff on us. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see why you can't just wear your normal stuff. Like that's probably right. But again, that's what they've always done, so they're not going to change it. I my favorite tradition of the Masters is the par three contest. That to me is really cool, and and I like it because not because of the. Not because of the family get out there or whatever, but because you actually see the guys, you know, kind of relax and, you know, you, you don't get to see them play practice rounds on TV. You don't get to see them kind of enjoy, you know, walking around, talking to other guys, talking to the camera a little bit. Like, you don't get to see any of that. So you get to see more of their personality um, during that par three contest and i, I kind of like that i think that's a pretty cool thing um my least favorite is just the uh i, I you hit it like i i hate the the caddy thing i don't mind them kind of regulating the you know the rules like and and doing things the way they want to do it but i i just hate the feeling that if i were to ever go there i would feel like I am not able to be myself. Like I would have to be, you know, totally restricted on everything that I said and did. And, and I hate the way that they control the media. Like if you say a bad word about them, like you're not going to get your media pass the next year. Yeah. Like that, that just seems so stuffy and like, nose in the air type shit. I, I hate that part. Yeah. It definitely, um, oh, it just, it still feels like a, old white guys club which, it, that's exactly that's what, what it is, is. yeah so, i mean but um yeah but the golfing is really good dude, so they're gonna keep getting away is, with it that course is so awesome like one day one day i'm gonna get there hopefully in the next 10 years or five years or whatever i'd really like to see tiger compete there but to me that would be really kind of my thing all right so it's sunday they're tied uh with a hole to play who do you want to win tiger or one of your your two hundred to one Jimmy Walker bet, uh, Jimmy Walker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I just didn't know how much a Tiger win no, was worth. To no, you. I mean, I, I, I it's not worth sixteen hundred. <laughs> it's not. You know, I, I've seen Tiger win it four times already. So yeah, you know, 
I, I, I need 1600 in my account. That would be good. Um, no, I, I'm going to be cheering my ass off for Tiger, even though he's not on my master's draft list. All right. Well, let's get into that. Let's, uh, we did a snake draft. Uh, there were seven participants. Uh, we each picked six golfers. Uh, you want to just run us through your team? Yeah. And then uh, I'll run through mine. I had the fourth pick, um, and I feel like I probably got the – well, I'm not going to say the best value, but I got really good value with my pick. I, got, I ended up with Dustin Johnson. How he dropped to four, I don't really know. Uh, Smitty decided to take Ricky Fowler ahead of him, so that was good. And I got Dustin Johnson. Um, I took Jordan Spieth. I have a, I also have a bet on Jordan Spieth. I will never not bet Jordan Spieth to win this tournament ever. Uh, yeah. I I mean, it kind of comes down to whether you believe in his recent form more or his course history. Cause this recent form said he's going to suck. Right. His course history says he kills at this place. Yeah. So it's, I just um, think, I mean, if he's got, if he figured out any of his woes, Last week in te- or two weeks ago in Texas, if he figured any of that stuff out, you know, um, I that guy he he plays this course. He has such a mind for this course and doesn't doesn't ever feel like he's out of it. Even even the year where he dumped a couple balls and on twelve, okay, he comes back and birdies the next hole. He's still only one shot off. Last year, I mean, he he didn't play great the first three days. He makes the cut. He's like nine shots back going into Sunday. If he birdies eighteen, you don't know. Like he he, I mean, he end up losing by two, I think. But if he birdies eighteen, that puts a lot of pressure. Like he finished what T two, yeah. or did he finish third last year? I can't remember. Either way, like that guy can run some birdies together in a hurry. So I I won't. I won't bet against Spieth. I also got another uh, former Masters winner. I got Bubba Watson. Um, another guy that just at this course, you know, he might shoot 77 and he might shoot 64. I think Bubba probably has the widest range of outcomes maybe of any golfer. Right. He could win this thing. He could finish dead last. Right. <laughs> he has. He definitely – have you seen that clip of him? Like – uh, where they flip it, where he's a right-handed golfer, and so the course is inverted, like it's reverse, and so like you watch highlights of him as a right-handed golfer, and because we're right-handed, like we don't see the same things that he does, like to to hit the massive slices that he has to hit to turn the ball left, like to see it from the right-hand side. You just wonder how in the hell does he control this ball? Yeah. And because you know lefties, they just look different doing things. And it's just the way it is. Yeah. So, but it's pretty cool. You should watch that if you haven't seen that. Yeah. And lefties have had some pretty good success here too. Yeah. So, including Weir, Weir, Bubba, Phil. There, I don't remember of any other lefties like in the last. I think that's about it. Still, but, that's a lot. But yeah, between those between those three, we're won once. Bubba's won twice. Phil's won twice. I thought Phil had three. Does he have three Masters? He has five. He, he has probably five. Should have uh, looked that up beforehand. Well, <laughs> either way, even if he has two or three, that's still six in the last sixteen years won by a lefty. Yeah. So yeah. Um. What about your team? Um. What you didn't finish up your? You only got oh yeah, um, I've got. I finished with Leishman, who I really like. Uh, I really like his his chances. Um, Billy Horschel. It's not really a popular pick, but the guy is one of the best putters in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, on a second shot golf course like this, if you can really, really roll it like he can, I, I feel like he's got a shot. And my favorite pick. I, I took somebody I actually bet on. Uh, I picked uh, Kiradek Apibanrak. I don't know exactly how to say the last name, but I think I'm close. I think you're close. I always just say Barnrat, even though that's Barnrat. the Americanized version that's yeah. completely wrong. But. Uh, but the Asian John Daly, I got him. He's a bomber. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. So. I mean, and when we got to that sixth round, you kind of had to just pick a guy you. Yeah, Freddie even got picked in this thing. Yeah. So, um, so I, I took Rom in the first round. I actually had the 
fifth pick right after Jesse. I, I took Rom, and then on the way back, I actually got Justin Thomas in the second round. I thought that was uh, that's the best value that, that out of everybody. Value. I think. Yeah. Um, although, I, and then third round, I got Hideki. Um, he's the one guy I like that I haven't put a future on. True. Um, and that might change by start of play tomorrow. Uh, I think he's currently like twenty-eight to one, right? Something like that. So, I have a feeling I'm going to dump some more money in on this thing. Oh yeah, um, that always happens. On uh, the fourth round, I got Ustazen. Uh, guy that plays this course really, really well. Yep, he's he just, really gets around this course. He's never quite broken through, but he's always kind of hanging around. Um, he does have a major though. Yes, I think he won the PGA. Pretty sure he won the PGA. Yeah. Um, but then with my last two picks, I went with some guys that have won it before that, are, you know, might be able to put something together. Uh, Sergio, who missed the cut last year, but the year before that won it. Uh, and then Charles Schwartzel, um, yeah. kind of, like they said, that sixth round, you kind of just go with a guy. Um, he's had kind of off and on success, missed cut, right. uh, tied for second, missed cut and done really well. So. Hoping it's a well Sergio. Year type Sergio thing. actually played really well outside of one hole last yeah. year. Yeah, what do you have a twelve or 13? thirteen? I think. Yeah, set the record for that hole. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he really ten cupped it. Just kept putting it in the water. Yeah, just like putting it in the water, putting it in the water. Go drop from a different spot, moron. Like or club up or something. <laughs> Change <do> something. something. <laughs> Even if you, don't just keep hitting it directly into the same spot and then hold. He's just like, what's going on? Yeah. Well, if you keep hitting the ball in the same hey, spot, you're gonna have the same. To result. his to his credit, though, like he's hitting it and it's landing like three feet from the cup. Yeah, <laughs> just and rolling just, back. Bye. Oh, so, yeah, I'm hoping, what an idiot! I'm hoping that doesn't happen again. And uh, realistically, I think whichever team can get, if you can get all six guys through the cut, you're gonna be in good shape to yeah. win this thing. Yeah, I would guess most of us will probably have one, maybe two guys miss the cut. Right. I mean, in a field this, I mean, this is the without a doubt the shortest field um, as far as how many players actually get in it for a major, and we've taken damn near half of them. So yeah. and we're gonna have some guys miss the cut, but I mean that's. That's part of the fun of it, and there's some other there's some guys in the group that don't like it, but they Screw can them. they can you know kick rocks. Yeah. So, do you have any other like weird future props, like anything uh, besides just to win? Do you have anything I took outside the, of that? I took over three and a half uh, aces in the par three contest today. Nice, um, nice, like so that. Three rooting for some holes in one. Yep. You're gonna get some. I mean, that's oh, oh, yeah. every when year. When the over under is three and a half, it's you know yeah. you're gonna get some. It's just do you get to four? Um, they set those things up where if you just they hit just it, funnel in. Yeah. yeah, they they want it to be exciting. Yeah, it's really cool though. I like it. I I took uh, I took two little or one little prop like that. I got um, a prop on so they they come out now. Players are coming out with like their scripting, like what they're gonna wear for the week, and. Tigers was out there last week, and it doesn't have the days. You know, you don't know if he's going to wear it, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But there's only one red shirt, so you know that's being worn on Sunday. Yep. So the the prop was, and you get two to one. It was two to one odds on it. Um, will Tiger wear a pink polo in round one? And it was plus 200, which obviously... It's basically fair odds. Yeah, well... You're losing you one. one. Three, you have a one and three. You shot. have a one and three yeah. shot. So, yeah. So I I, I took uh, I took the yes on that. I'm hoping he wears pink tomorrow. So that's the only weird one. I did also uh, I did also take Tiger to finish in the top ten at plus one eighty. So probably not the best bet, but man, it just feels like he's got. It feels like he's got his game in a pretty good spot. Yeah. I like the way he's. I mean, he just feels like he's. He hasn't really overexerted himself. He's taken proper rest. He looks healthy. He got there a little bit early and was able to get an extra practice round in. Um, I just feel like he's got his game in a good spot. So I like him to finish in the top ten. I'll be cheering my ass off for him to win, but you know, that's yeah. just because I'm a Tiger homer, like most people in my generation. So. Um, yeah. The other thing I'm doing, DraftKings has a ton of contest this mm -hmm. week uh they have a big one millionaire 
maker, uh, kind of like they do for football season, but it's uh, for the Masters. Uh, $20 entry. Uh, you can do it up to 150 times, I believe. I'm not doing 150 <laughs> times. Uh, but yeah, I have quite a few lineups in that. The guy that I'm going with the most is actually, we mentioned he was taken in our draft, it's Fred Couples, just because he's so damn cheap. Right. And he, he allows you to take two or three of the big guys. Right. Um, so, yeah, Fred Couples, he's... Sixty two hundred, um, the same price as Marco Mira, who's not in the tournament. Trevor Immelman, uh, I think that's Victor Hovland. Yep, uh, amateur out of Oklahoma State. Right. So, I mean, for a guy who's had you know recent success and you know just overall past success here, all he's got to do is make the cut and he'll be worth his price. Oh yeah. And then you can, like I said, you can, you know, shove in two of the top five guys or two right. of the top six or really just use him and kind of have a whole bunch of guys that are right there in the middle that we talked about um you know in the middle price of those futures right and hope that you kind of get the right combo there so uh, i like that is there um who did you take as far as the most the bigger guns if you would um you take you took a lot of tiger didn't you I took some tiger. I didn't take a lot. Probably the guy you used the most. I used a lot of Fleetwood. Yeah. Um, what was his? What's his price? His price. I think he was the. Let me look here. Ninety two hundred. Yeah. So. I mean, whenever you look at like Rory's eleven six and DJ's eleven three, I think Fleetwood's you know clearly a step behind those guys. But I thought the ninety two hundred in savings. <coughs> Yeah. Pretty, pretty big discount. Right. Um, and then, you know, I mixed a lot of... Of course, if I'm high on a guy in futures, I'm going to have a lot of those guys in DraftKings, too. Right. Because you, pretty you like them. Yeah, if I like them. Uh, sometimes the prices don't match up. You know, you might get 100 to 1 odds, but he's really expensive in DK. Right. But for the most part, I, I took a lot of Kuchar. Um, I took a lot of Stenson. Um, have some Sergio and uh, some Hideki and stuff like that, but... Yeah, I kind of mixed it up, and really the guy that's going to make or break it is going to be if Couples actually gets through. So Right. We'll uh, see if that happens. Come on, Freddie. Cheering for you. Um, so the tournament itself, and not just not just breaking it down odds, who do you, who do you feel like this year, um, who's your number one? Like not, not talking about who you're betting, just who do you feel like is going to win this tournament? Um, I mean the easy answer is Rory, but I don't. I actually don't think he is going to win. Um, give me, okay. This is what we're going to do. Give me the guy that you think is going to win, and then one guy that you think is not going to win. Okay. Okay. This guy is not going to win the turn, but you got to like. It can't be you know, Victor Hovland. Okay, yeah, yeah. it's got to be like somebody that's. On the leaderboard, as far as a favorite goes, like gotcha. who is who is going to win and who is not. All right, so I'll say who's going to win. Uh, I'm going to stick with my guy Rom. I really like Rom this year. Okay. Uh, the guy who's not going to win, uh, I'm just going to go head head against you, and I'll say Spieth. I just don't think he can. The way he's played, yeah, I, I'll, I understand. He can, but I, I just don't see it as likely that he'll be able to fix all of his issues that he's had so far this season. So, I am going to go with the guy that's going to win, Ricky Fowler. I like Ricky, too. Man, he is a phenomenal driver of the golf ball. He's the best, if not the best, there it is. <laughs> if not the best, one of the best putters in the world. I would say top three putters in the world. Mm-hmm. He's played well here. He just has never broken through. And that he, I think this is his year. Okay, that's my guy that's going to win. The guy that's not going to win, I'm. This is gonna. I. I this might bite me in the ass. Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka has the game to win here. I just don't see him winning another major this quickly. Like, yeah, I didn't really see him winning the last two that he won yeah. either, and he just kind of just showed up on Sunday and took it. Just. <laughs> Hits missiles from 212 yards, two feet from the pin. Like if he does that, it's you know hard to beat him. But that guy, I love watching him. I don't like watching him win. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I think that he's a phenomenal player, 
But I just, man, he's just boring to me. I don't like him very much that way. Um, but yeah, I bet that bites me in the ass. He might, he'll probably be there <laughs> in the final group on Sunday. I mean, it's, um, yeah, it's tough when you're picking out of those top guys to pick one guy who's not going to win. Yeah. Um, because like we said, when you start going through the list, any of these guys are good <laughs> no, enough to I know, win. I know. So, yeah. Um, should be interesting. It should be a lot of fun. I, I'm excited. So what's your what's your plan for viewing? Uh, watch every shot on Thursday, every shot on Friday, every shot on Saturday. Well, I didn't know if like you were having people down here. I didn't know if Mike was coming down or Smitty or anybody. Uh, I don't know. That's up to you guys. I mean, <laughs> for some reason, this guy doesn't want to talk. I don't know. That's, that's fine. Yeah, that's all right. He's uh, no, I'm sure there'll be some people that come. I'm supposed down. to be at work, you jackass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure your boss isn't listening to this podcast. Uh, oh, okay. Huge ass. Huge ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'll just be watching it. I think like everybody else does. Yeah. Um, Acting like you're doing more work than you are, and then have the Masters going. So okay, so we picked the guy that we think's actually going to win. Give me a dark horse, somebody that's that's not really being paid attention to, that you feel like is going to be there at the end. Does Kucher count? I don't know. He just made he's, like yeah. he's 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 in really good form. I don't know if that it's not really a dark horse. Okay. We have to go deeper than that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like Kisner is kind of under the radar. Kisner is a little under the radar. Oh, d- actually, I'll go. I'll go. I know who I want. I, I want Stenson. Henrik. Yeah. Okay. I've. Yeah, I've liked Henrik for a while, um, and then he kind of he kind of just fell off the you know face of the earth. But for right. a while, he was like top three in the world. Right. Um. You know, won the British and that crazy one against Phil, where yep. him and yep. him and Phil were out on a planet by themselves, and then just making the birdie the after birdie after birdie. Uh, and then he's kind of just went away. Uh, but I, I mean, that talent's still there. So I think uh, you know, Hendrick's going to be a guy that's around on Sunday. Um, maybe not win it, but I think he'll be in contention. Right. My dark horse, Xander Shoffley. Yeah. I think that guy has so much game. He's a really, really good iron player, and even though the even though they've lengthened this course out now and it's more of a bomber's course, it's still. They were talking about it on on um, live from. It's still a second shot course. Like you have to be so precise with your irons. You have to be on the right side of every pin to have a chance to make birdie or even. I mean. There's guys, and they, they've said this before, they would rather have a 30-foot putt on the right side of the pin, putting whether it's uphill, into the grain, whatever, than have a 5-footer putting downhill. Yeah. Like, this course will punish you if you're on the wrong side of the, the hole. And Shoffley is the kind of guy that can put it where he wants. That's why... You know, even though he doesn't hit it a long way, I feel like Molinari was going to be right there. I mean, not only not only because he's one of the best players in the world, you know, and he's in really good form, but, I mean, he is that guy that will just, just absolutely put his irons into five-foot spaces every time. Yeah. He just doesn't miss very many shots. So, guys like that, I would be really worried about. Yeah, Molinari's kind of the antithesis of speed right he's looked really good this year he's playing really well um but his course history here sucks right like he has not done any good so uh i do like that i wasn't allowed to take kuchar at 45 to 1 as a dark horse and you took xander at and his odds are exactly 45 to 1 as well okay tell me <laughs> tell me the last time that you noticed xander shoffley on a leaderboard i know you're saying um but I just, that's that's why i like the kuchar bet so yeah much. no that i agree hey i've got I I've got Kucher bet too. I mean, I, if he wins, I I I do fine. So I'm I'm all right with it. But, uh, yeah, but um, I, I like Stenson, of course. Um, so I'll go with that. And you got Xander. Yep. Right. 
Um, it's going to be hard to keep track of all this because we picked like six guys in a draft. We've yeah, on we, we, like, we, like, but there's those be are a... separate from like what you really feel like might happen. Like we're, yeah. we're doing those based on odds, you know, like, do I really think that Jimmy Walker's going to win? No, <laughs> but I put $8 down on it at, you know, 200 to one. And if he wins, great, you know, yeah. cool. That $8 doesn't really, I mean, for me, it's, I'm not trying to sound like a jacket, but the $8 doesn't really mean a whole lot. But 1600 does. So a whole lot, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you should have went bigger on it. You know? yeah. Well, let's you... not get carried away. Cool. Jimmy Walker probably won't make the cut. But... Mahomes probably won't win the MVP, they said. <laughs> That's what they said. That's what they said. Uh, yeah, that, that one worked out for you. That one worked out just fine. Yeah. Um, all right, so what is your favorite hole at Augusta National to watch? Uh, like, if you had to pick a hole, what, which one would it be? To watch. Right, yeah. Um, I think 14. 14? Yeah, unless I'm getting those wrong. Which, what, what are you trying to... For, okay, so... I guess that's right 12 after is, Eamon's corner. Yeah, 12 is the, 12 is the par 3. 13 is uh, the par 5 with the... The creek running down the that's, left. Yeah, that's what I thought. Of. Yeah, thirteen. So thirteen. Yeah, thirteen's the easy. Yeah, that's the easy answer. I, 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 I like thirteen too. It's they, even though they don't have like a quote unquote like signature hole there because the whole property. That's the I think that's named Azalea. Okay, I'm pretty sure that one's Azalea. That's the one that's kind of their signature hole. Um, you know, I mean. It's there's a lot of good ones. My favorite, my favorite's twelve. You like twelve? Golden Bell. Yeah. I that hole. It's short. It's a hundred and fifty yards. You know, it's, it looks really easy. On it TV. does. It looks easy. You know, you you got you come off you come off elevens. You come off that that par four with the with the lake there on the left. You come off that and you just kind of walk. Kind of up this little slope, and it's all right there. Like you can see that whole thing. I guess that's why they call it Amen's Corner. And he, you're sitting there, and I guess I, I've never been to the property, but they say that the wind just, the way it funnels in there, the, the all that stuff just wreaks havoc on guys. And it's bad for me too, because when I play golf, like if I was looking at that hole scare me shitless because you can't go long because then you're in the bunker in the back and i am a terrible bunker player okay and then you're you're trying to punch pitch out of a bunker down a hill down a sloped green into either another bunker or water one of the two so you can't go long you can't really be short because then you just hit that bank and do what you know lots of golfers do every year Jordan Spieth being the, you know, yeah. you can't dump it short and right, which is my bailout. That's <laughs> that's the one I hit the most is short and right. Can't do that like that. It looks easy, but it ain't easy, man. No, it's a lot like the uh, the island green in Sawgrass. You're like, how can these guys not just hit it right on the middle of the green <laughs> yeah. and just leave it? And I, mm-hmm. I think part of it's just nerves. It's like you mental. said, part of it is, yeah, just the way that the hole's designed. But um, I always... I'll side with the par fives that are risk reward. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just because, especially later in the tournament when you have to start like looking at the strategy. Right. Uh, like, all right, do I have to go for this here? Do I need no, to it's... make a three? Like, will a three yeah. do something? Or, yeah. So yeah, that's why I like uh, thirteen. Okay. Is there is there a hole that that you look at that you just don't really like? Do you remember any? Not really. I mean. Have you ever okay? So there's, I, I do think, eighteen could be, be like eighteen of Masters. You would think would be, like a really great hole, right? And, and it's it's not bad. It's just for some reason you would think eighteen would be, like there'd be so many more like right. I know what I you don't, mean. I don't know what. It seems like most of the Masters moments come before eighteen, right? Like it's always the the there's holes a, leading up to it and everything like that. Which there, I guess makes it exciting, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things that 
there's a lot of things about 18 I think it are kind of cool because for the most part, the whole course, like not every hole, but for the most part, the course, you got to you gotta turn the ball from right to left. You got you to gotta be able to hit. If you're a right-hander, for the most part, you need to hit draw. And then all of a sudden, you get to 18, and you're, you're hitting through this, like, shoot, this narrow thing, and then you've got to cut the ball. Yeah. And so I think that that's kind of cool that they, they, they make you hit a different shot after you've spent five hours hitting a different kind of shot. To me, that's kind of cool, but most of these guys, they just take three wood, leave it short of the bunker, and you know, are pitching straight up the hill. Yeah. I mean, that's the ideal play. But I'll I tell you a hole that, and this is not a popular opinion, a hole I don't really like is 16. That's the par three that you see aces on. Yeah. Okay? And the reason why I don't like it is because they put that Sunday pin. Now, I know that they're trying to create drama, but they put that Sunday pin in a spot where, and the, the reason why it's unpopular is because this is the hole that Tiger chipped in on. Yeah. This is the hole that Phil made the putt, you know, and, and like lots of different things. But they put that pin in a spot on Sunday where I just feel like going down the stretch, I want you to hit. I don't want you to be able to just – lay it off to the right and bring it back down and let it finish five feet from the hole for a birdie, which a lot of guys do. I mean, that happens a lot. Um, so I wish that they would just put that pin in a different spot. It's not that it doesn't create some drama. I just feel like for the guys that are the best in the world, they have too big of a spot that they can leave it to make birdie. I mean, that's one of those spot. That's one of those holes where <laughs> I mean, you can be 30 feet away, and those guys are like, oh, okay, I got a legitimate birdie shot here. Yeah. Like, it's that kind of, to me, that's kind of odd. But <laughs> You're right, that's anyway, not a popular opinion. It's not. A lot of people love that hole. And I would be lying if I said that, you know, like, going down the stretch, you need birdie. Like, that's kind of a fun hole to try to get birdie because it should be pretty easy for those guys. But I don't know. It's not... I think that there's other there's other things that they could do with that hole, um, but anyway, I don't got anything else on that. But yeah, I mean they've lengthened this thing out, man. It's so long. I know. God, it's I, long. I, I I wish they I, I they have to do something though, just with the way that you know everybody has equipment that is just so much better than it was five years ago, ten years right. ago. Um, but yeah, eventually, I wonder if they're gonna just have to. At, at some point, you have to stop. Like it's, they're just gonna have to be like, okay, this is as long as we can make it. And right. Then here, here's the course from now on. Right. Um, but yeah. Well, Augusta National doesn't because they just buy up all the property That's around it. True. I guess they can do whatever they want. Yeah. But they bought a road. Did you know that? They lengthened the hole number five. Okay. And ten years ago, they said, "Well, we can't lengthen five because we're backed up against the road." And then they bought the road, and <laughs> they, they moved the road. They literally adopted a highway. <laughs> yes. They bought the road, they moved it, and they lengthened it by 40 yards. Like, they do whatever. They're, they buy up all the houses around the property. Like, not even on the property. They bought up a whole neighborhood worth of houses so that if they want to expand it, they can. That's crazy. That's fucking insane. That when you have that much money, you can kind of do whatever you want. Yeah, so it's snooty. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna. You, you sound like you can't wait to go to Augusta. I know plus that you uh, hate it. <laughs> I, I like, don't I hate can't it. I wait just to go there and hate all the people that built this place. No, no, no. It's not. I, I think that there's just some things that don't need to happen, and they happen there. You know. That's yeah. that's all I'm saying. It's not that I it's not that I think that the court the course is I mean it's hallowed ground. I'd love to be out there, but they have changed it a lot. It's not the same course as it was, you know, 20 years ago. But I do like how they uh, they'll kick people out for yelling certain things after a drive. I do like that too. That's funny. I do uh, like that. They don't. They don't. I like forgot what be jackasses. Like you can't yell dilly dilly. You yeah. can't yell mashed potatoes. Right. <laughs> Which I don't know how that started anyway. I don't either. Who knows? 
probably just one guy got drunk and said, hey, guys, watch this. And then it just kind of caught on. Yeah. Um, Being jackasses on TV. Yeah. It, you know, I've, I've heard, I've heard different stories about, about Augusta and like, they're so, they're so worried about the perception that let's say you're posted up somewhere and you're watching and they know that you're going to be on TV. Okay. Cause you're right up against the ropes or whatever. And they know you're going to be on TV. You can be sitting there, not saying a word, enjoying your, your life. Right. And just watching golf. If you've had five or six beers and you've got beer cups under your thing, they will come and make you throw those away before like the leaders get there <laughs> so that you don't look like you're drunk at the Masters. Like that's just the kind of – I'm like that's just snooty shit that doesn't need to go on. You know what I mean though? Yeah. Like me and you could just be sitting there not causing any trouble. Just, hey, we got here early. We're in a good spot. I'm hammering back some beers. I'm enjoying it. Hey guys, you're gonna have to throw those away because you can't be seen on TV like that. Like what? Sitting here <laughs> with my plastic cups in a pile? Like what? Come on! Like that to me is just kind of over the top. But that's the kind of stuff they do. Yeah, they uh, they worry a lot about what everything looks like and not what everything is like. Yeah, I mean they. But on this, in the same vein, their course is like that for a reason. They do take care of it better than any other course in the world. So that's true. Um, but yeah, pretty awesome. Really looking forward to the week. Should be really fun. Yeah, hoping um, we get a good leaderboard. Hopefully, you have some uh, sweats going on outside. Outside of speed, though, I mean, all the leaders are in pretty good form. I mean, all the all the names. I mean, Rory's playing really good. Uh, Dustin Johnson's playing good. Rose obviously is number one in the world, playing good. Rom's kind of turning a corner. Tiger's in good form. I mean. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of names that are playing pretty good right now. So, um, like I said, outside of Spieth, but that guy's probably gonna win this thing. <laughs> he, he he might he very well could. Even, I, though, even though he was my pick to not win. I told I told you yesterday or a couple days ago. You give me twenty to one on Jordan Spieth every year for the next twenty years, and I will lay that bet a hundred times out of a hundred. Yeah, I mean, all he's got to do is win one out of twenty, and you break even. Yeah. So, but I, I think he might win four more. Like he might win seven majors and four or five of them be masters. That's how much he dominates this course. Yeah, we'll so. uh, we'll find out tomorrow if that course history is if that matters more yeah. or for its recent form matters more. Yep. I don't get anything else. Do you? No, not for Masters. I mean, that's a pretty good preview of who we're rooting for. Yep. So, yep. Um, so NCAA basketball just finished. I saw that. Really, really good game Monday night. Overtime. Yep. Kind of the way you want. I mean, I mean, the only really bad spot on it was the instant replay and yeah, uh, like a call that's always been made. Of, you know that's always out on the defender, right? For as long as basketball's been around, and then, yeah, they've, yeah, uh, high high def slow mo instant replay. It goes off the guy's finger because he's trying to dribble it, and the guy knocks it out, and it happens to touch his pinky or something yeah. on the way. Like, I, I don't know. It's just not. I don't know how to get around it. It's not because, the intent of the rule, right? But we also can't just take away instant replay totally. I don't think because then that'll. I don't know. Maybe we could. We survived without it for, you know, decades. So maybe, man, it's tough. The way with the NFL, like now wanting to review penalties and non-penalties right. by review, we're we're gonna. That's like, gonna we've be a challenge like, thing, we, though, right? We, yeah, we've opened like a Pandora's box, but still under two minutes, it's like an automatic. So basically, every two-minute drive, almost every play, you could have a review. Now, which is nuts. Now, I, I have a question on that because I haven't seen all the, what they're going to do. Does that include like linemen? Like they can they can they can review if somebody held? I don't know or yet. something. I think it's the, they haven't passed it yet, but I think they were looking at pass interference uh, specifically. Gotcha. So yeah, otherwise yeah, you could just go back on every play and right. just find holding if you really looked for it. Right, so. and that's I mean I don't think anybody wants. It. I don't think. Even the guys that are playing the game that get held, they don't want that. No. It you know? would just 
suck the life out of the game. Right. I don't know. At, that the the instant replay. Well, Texas Tech was what down two at that point. Yeah. Down two with the ball with however much time left, a minute left or whatever, and that play happens and it it changes the game. It. it that's why I don't love using TV cameras to determine. Like, I, I don't know. I'm so on the fence with it. Yeah, because, I mean, you want to get the call right. But technically, they got that call right and nobody liked it. So maybe we don't want to get all the calls right. So it's it's weird. I don't know how you make a rule system where, where to fix that. But I, I think in that particular instance, like, to me, that's – the the automatic have to check thing is silly, you know. It yeah. was clear. Even the defender, like he's like, okay, I knocked that out. Like here we go. Yeah. Even like it didn't need to be reviewed. I was actually surprised they reviewed it because it was so obvious that the guy just reaches in and pokes the ball away. It didn't go off a leg. It didn't. You know. It's yeah. just I don't know. I hate it. I hated it. And. I, I don't I'm not a huge fan of college basketball. Like I like college basketball, okay. I'm not a huge fan of college basketball. And the fact that their championship gets determined like that eh, just turns me off a little more on it. Yeah, it's like I said, the problem is I don't know of a great solution. Yeah. Um but it was cool to see Virginia go from knocked out by the first sixteen yeah. ever and then come back the next year and win the whole thing. Um, didn't have any futures on Virginia, but, uh, did well enough to win our bracket pool. So that was yep. nice. Yep. Um, nobody had Texas tech winning. Nobody had Virginia winning, right? Nope. So yeah, our pool was pretty stupid. Um, a lot of people had Virginia in the final. Yeah. I had that item losing to Gonzaga. Right. Um, I, of course, tons of people had Duke, Carolina and that. Right. I, all I needed was Michigan State to win, and I'd have had a chance. Yep. But Michigan they State. I know. But I was saying, like, <laughs> my my bracket was I, – I had Michigan State beating Duke. You know, I was the only one that had that. No, I wasn't the only one that had that, but I was the only one that had them was only, winning. Yeah, you had them in the championship, and you were the only one with yeah. that. So. Needed them to win. Oh, well. Moving on. Shit happens. Uh, well, we've kind of ran this kind of long – uh, basically with a Masters preview. Is there anything quick that you want to hit on? Uh, Baseball-wise, baseball, anything? It's kind of too early yeah. to really make any judgment. I mean, the Rays look good. Um, the Mariners look good, but I don't believe in them as much. Right. Um, so, I mean, I don't love what I've seen out of the Cardinals' bullpen so far, that's for sure. No, but, but I think I really don't – I'm I'm not but really again, that worried early. yet. Yeah, it's way too early. Um my early pick of taking the Rockies to win the NL West doesn't feel great right now. <laughs> doesn't feel great. <laughs> one and nine. I was, one, I was wondering if you were ever going to bring that up. <laughs> Not only do they look bad, the Dodgers look very, very hitterish. They yeah. look very good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that was the one where I took the upset. And you're like, oh, you're taking the right. I was like, yeah, I'm taking a little bit of upset here. Yeah, that might, might have not have done that. <laughs> Padres have looked better than we thought. Yeah, they're pitching. Uh, their lineup is pretty good. Yeah, their lineup is their pretty good. Their pitching, I thought, would be a disaster, and it hasn't been. It hasn't blown up yet. Correct. Um, NL East is kind of... Exactly right. what we thought. Yeah, the Marlins are trash. Everybody else is pretty good. Yep. Um, the Central, the Cubs are trash right now. Yeah. Feels good. Feels good to say that. I Yeah. Um, baseball Prospectus, I think, had them finishing last, and I... I think I picked them finish third fourth. or fourth. fourth. Yeah. I, I don't think they're that good. Um, I I undervalued the Brewers. Yeah. We, we kept going back and forth um, whether the Brewers should be the better, the Cardinals. Yeah. Because we both thought the Cubs should not be you know, right. the favorite. Um, we probably should have just bet on both of them. Yep, probably. Um, but, again, long season. We're yeah, I mean, 10 games into 162. Exactly. Look, yeah, 10 or 11, whatever. Yeah. Um, another team, another team out there. Red Sox have really struggled again, yeah. very early. Uh, but not they haven't been like 
losing a bunch of one-run games yeah, or anything. Yeah, yeah, their getting, pitching has been bad. They've been kicked in. Uh, Twelve games, their run diff is minus 28. It's not great. That's not good. They haven't done anything real well. Uh, twelve games, they've given up seventy-nine runs. That's that's a lot of runs in twelve games for a major league team. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of runs for like my fourteen U baseball team I coach. <laughs> yeah, that's so they're gonna have to get that turned around. Um, I'd love to see the Rays win that division. That'd be awesome. Yeah, no kidding. They kind of feel like the new Moneyball team. The extra two percent. That's a that's a book you need to read. You ever read that? Uh, I don't think I have. I, I have Astro Ball on my list to read. Um, that's about how the Astros did it. Yeah, the extra. I think it's called the Extra Two or the Other Two. Anyway, I read that a few years back, and it, it it's, basically it's Moneyball, but for the Rays. Yeah, I think it was written by the same guy. Okay, I'll take a look at that. Um, one. But yeah, it's it's a it's a good book. But they they. You know, Moneyball was basic stats. It was, you know, early 2000s, so it was really before you got a lot of the analytics. They were the first ones to kind of introduce other stats rather than batting average and RBIs and that kind of stuff. But then the Rays went, they started doing analytics on their minor league system. That's why when they got Longoria, they locked him up for 12 years or whatever at five million a year right they were willing to do that because they're like this kid's analytics are you know off the charts so and it talks about i don't i don't remember exactly how they got the name for the book but it was something like 98 percent of of everybody operates like this and we want to be the other two percent or something like that I, i there's some some sort of connection there i can't remember what it is but it's a good book but anyway uh, I don't get anything else, man. This has been Jesse's reading corner for the last. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Uh, ready to watch some uh, par three action. Hopefully, yep. uh, root for some aces and see a bunch of golf this weekend. All right, sounds good. Well, good luck to you on all your futures bets and. Um, yeah, let's try to win one. Yeah. All right. Good luck. Cheers. Peace.